Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. I go, I go, I go. Uh-huh. Once upon a time, an eagle built her nest high in the branch of a tree and laid her eggs there. But one night during a terrible storm, the wind blew and lightning struck and knocked off the branch of the tree. The nest fell to the ground and one of the eggs of the eagle rolled out of the nest. It rolled and rolled, pushed by the rain and the wind, and it rolled into the compound where some chickens were living. The next morning, the mother hen came out and saw this egg and mistakenly thought it was hers. So she rolled it over to her nest and sat upon it until it hatched. But when the eaglet hatched, the mother hen was alarmed. This thing is ugly, she said. It doesn't look like my other chicks. Nevertheless, she continued to care for it and nurture it and raise it up, thinking it was one of her own. The eaglet was different than her chicks, though, and the chicks made fun of the eaglet. They used to mock the eaglet for the way it walked and the way it talked and the way it ate. The eagle tried to fit in. It put its face to the ground and searched for food like the chickens. It tried to squawk like the chicken. It tried to walk like the chicken, but it wasn't a chicken, and it always felt out of place. Then one day, when this little eaglet was out in the compound, it looked up into the sky and saw a mighty eagle soaring in the heavens. The wings were spread out. The wind was carrying the eagle higher and higher. And the little eaglet looked at that eagle, and it looked at his wings and stretched his right wing and stretched his left wing, and suddenly a wind came up under the wings of the eaglet and began to carry the eaglet up higher and higher and higher, and the eaglet began to soar. He left the chickens behind. He left the scratching behind. He left the squawking behind and soared high into the heavenlies. The eagle found his destiny when he began to soar higher. There are a lot of Christians who are just like that eagle. You mix up with the chickens. You put your head to the ground like the chickens, searching for the things chickens search for. You squawk and talk like a chicken. You walk like a chicken. You dance like a chicken. You listen to music like a chicken. But you're not a chicken. You're an eagle. For God has created something new in you. You are a new creature in Christ. The old has passed away, the new has come. And the Spirit of God is coming to transform you. For you're not destined to walk with the chickens and talk like a chicken and act like a chicken. You're destined like an eagle to soar. God has lifted you up higher and wants to raise you to new heights. And it may be comfortable down on the ground with the chickens, but that's not the place of destiny. There are new realms and new levels and new opportunities available if you will hear God's voice and arise and soar higher. That's what we're going to discover this morning, but before we do, let's pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you for gathering us in your presence at the beginning, early part of this year, to hear your word and your spirit draw out from us like a man drawing water from a well. So draw out from us, O God, the vision, the calling, the destiny, and the faith to walk with you and follow you this year. We submit to you now. We bind every voice of the devil that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to give us faith to receive your word, the power to give us grace to obey your word, the power to arise and soar higher. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. 
I offer you the opportunity this morning to join your faith with mine. Just put your hand on your chest and say after me, Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, good morning once again. Welcome to Agape House. It's great to have you here as we continue pressing into the new year with our sermon series called Soar. Throughout this month and throughout this year, God has been speaking to me that he's given us a promise and a purpose found in Isaiah chapter 40, a prophetic word that gives us a vision as we move into 2022. It's a vision to soar as we receive supernatural strength. Now understand today that I'm speaking to you prophetically from the Spirit of God. Next month, in the month of February, we're going to have a teaching sermon series called Toxic. We're going to deal with toxic thoughts and toxic emotions and toxic people. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. But for right now, we're setting the ground spiritually for our year. And as we receive the Word of God and as He speaks to us prophetically, I want you to join your faith with mine and listen and understand what the Holy Spirit is saying. May He give you ears to hear so that you can set your course for 2022. And to help us do that. We printed sermon notes. They look like this, a single page inside your bulletin. I invite you to take that out now and follow along with me as we discover what does it mean to soar. There at the top of your notes and on the screen ahead of you is our scripture text for today found in Isaiah 40, 31. As a sign of your faith, would you read it out loud together with me? Let's confess God's word. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Friends, God gave me this verse as a promise for us as individuals and as a church for the year. But I believe he wants to do the things in this word that he's promised to us. When God speaks to us, it is for a purpose. He gives us promises to fulfill a purpose. And there's great power and great potential for us as we seek to pursue the purposes of God. We can't simply sit back and relax and wait for God to do it. Many of us make a mistake with the prophetic because we believe if God has indicated or revealed something, then it's up to him to bring it to pass. But God reveals things to us so that we can participate with him in relationship and bring his plan to pass. And that's what he's asking from us today. The promises are fantastic. The expectation is great. But we must take the steps... To soar, and we must understand what that means. So, what does it mean to soar? Well, first of all, soar is a call to ascend. Everybody say ascend. Every time you soar, it results in you going higher. And that's what God is calling us to now and in this year. When you soar, you go from stuck to start. You go from low to high. You go from back to front. You go from last to first. You go to the next level. And God's plan is to take us as his people higher. More of his glory, more of his revelation, more of his holiness, more of his power, more of his character, more of him. For the fact is, when you follow Jesus, you're always going up, not down. Heaven is up. Hell is down, and God wants to lift you up if you believe it, say up. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 3:3, but you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and lift up 
my head. And God is calling us to arise and ascend higher. I don't care what family you came from. You're in a new family today. It's a family of kings and priests. It's a royal family that's destined to rule and reign on the throne. I don't care where you came from. You may come from the lowest village in the lowest part of Ghana, but you're in a new place now. You're walking on the streets of gold in the heavenly realms. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places, and God has called you to leave the chickens and begin to soar with the eagles. If you believe it, say amen. For you see, that's what he tells us in Ephesians 2.6. And God raised us up. Everybody say up. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realm in Christ Jesus. But listen, friends, living in heavenly realms is a great opportunity, a great blessing, and a great privilege, but it's also a great responsibility. And the fact is, as God calls you to ascend, you can't rule and reign on the throne with Christ with your bad attitude and your messy life. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. See, God is calling us higher in every area of our lives. It's a call not just to promotion, but to excellence. A lot of us, when we hear the word soar, and we hear that God is calling us to new levels, we think of a promotion. We think of financial advancement. But what God is also saying, in addition to that, if you want to go up, you've got to make the choices that will carry you up. There's some responsibility that goes with being on top. Many of us want the reward without the improvement. But God isn't just out to reward you. He's not just out to promote you. He's out to create excellence in you so that you ascend in every area of your life. For the fact is, God didn't call you to average. That's why the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 2.9, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Those are powerful declarations about your identity in Christ. Those are powerful truths about who he's made you to be. And here comes the purpose. There's a reason for the promise. There's a reason God identifies you. Can you hear the Spirit speaking to you today? There's a reason he gives you those callings. It says, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light and understand that God has identified you as a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen people, a peculiar people, his own possession, so that you can proclaim his excellencies. And when you want to proclaim the excellency of God, you've got to live an excellent life. You're not just a royal priesthood so you can be exalted. You're not just a chosen people so that you can feel special. You're not just peculiar so that you can be different. God wants to reveal his nature in you. God didn't call you to be average or ordinary because he is an extraordinary God. He called you to be extraordinary. And this is not an average church. This is not an ordinary church. If you came here today for the first time, you said, what's happening? You've entered a new realm. You've entered an extraordinary arena with extraordinary people who serve an extraordinary God. If you believe it, put your hand on your chest and say, I'm extraordinary. That's why the Bible tells us there is a power in God to help you ascend when you offer yourself to be transformed by his spirit. Listen to Ephesians 3, 16 to 21. Paul says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. And I speak a power to you. I loose and release power upon you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I empower you with inner strength. God is giving you spiritual strength inside of you. The Bible continues, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in 
him. And I declare that the anointed Son of God, the Messiah, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, lives inside of you. He dwells in you, and his power is inside of you as you put your faith in him. The Bible continues, your roots will grow down into God's love. And I declare you are established. Your roots are being planted deep. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And I loose and release empowerment to you to understand the revelation of God's love. I pray that God's love will surround you and fill you and encompass you and overwhelm you. And the revelation of his love will carry you every day this year in Jesus' name. If you receive it, say amen. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. And God is releasing and empowering upon you today, understanding of his love. I release the power and the love of God in you. Then, the Bible says, you will be made complete. You're going to be perfected. You're going to be sanctified. You're going to live a holy life. You're going to live in newness today because all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And I release the fullness of life and power that comes from God in you that you will be made complete in 2022 somebody say amen the bible finishes now all glory to god somebody say glory to god who is able through his mighty power at work within us and i declare god is working in you today the loosing of the power of god has begun in your life he's working to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think glory to him in the church and in christ jesus through all generations forever and ever and i loose and release the glory of god upon you today the power of god to give jesus the praise and to give him the reward of his suffering i loose and release upon you a new level a new destiny i loose and release god to work in your life and make you soar higher. For God is a God of more, not of less, of supernatural, not natural. He's a God who's lifting you and changing you. As the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all, every one of us, from the least to the greatest, black or white, rich or poor, male or female, we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. You're being changed. You won't stay the same. You're leaving that temper behind this year. You're leaving that gossip behind this year. You're leaving that lust behind this year. If you believe it, say amen. Uh, some of the young men should have shouted louder. You're being, thank you, that are being transformed into the same image, the image of God from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. This is the destiny. God is calling you to ascend. God is calling you higher. God is calling you to excellency. God is calling you to proclaim His glory. God is calling you to be transformed into the same image as Jesus Christ. The problem for a lot of us is that rather than going from glory to glory, we're going around telling story after story. Your attitude is limiting your altitude. You can't soar higher because there are imperfections and lusts in you which are keeping you down. You're destined to soar higher, but you've got to let go of the earthly. Too many people want the promotion without the improvement, but God doesn't work like that. He wants to lift you up, but you have to give up to move up. So today, ask yourself, in which areas of my life is God calling me to ascend? Everyone should go home this week and examine your life. Lord, where do you want me to ascend? Where do I need to be improved? Where do I need to transform? What areas are you pointing in my life to change? And that brings us to our second truth. Soar is a command to act. When we soar, we're called to ascend higher, but it's also a command to act. God says, 
soar. And to soar, we are required to participate. You see, all of God's miracles require man's participation. Oftentimes, not all, but oftentimes, we're required to participate with God. He asks us to do something in response to his command. All through the Bible, a command was given to men of God and women of God to arise and act. Listen to what God said to Abram in Genesis 13, 17. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. And I declare the word of the Lord to you today that he is speaking to you to arise and go in and possess the land that he's promised to you. In Deuteronomy 10, 11, he said this to Moses, arise, begin your journey before the people that they may go in and possess the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Turn your notes over to page two and understand when Moses and his people arose and acted, God gave them the land. The same message came to Joshua. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. And I declare the word of the Lord to you today that he's calling you to get up and possess your possession. He's calling you to get up and walk in the territory he's given to you. He's calling you to get up and do the things he's laid out before you in simple steps. This is what the Bible says David told Solomon in First Chronicles. Arise and begin working and the Lord be with you. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Therefore arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord God. And there is a calling upon you today to do the work of God, to do the work that he's planted before you. There's a call upon your God to get up and act in the service of the Lord. And he's calling you to arise. Jesus said in Mark 2 to the paralytic, I tell you, arise, uh, take up your mat and go home. The man got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, we've never seen anything like this. So I say, to you today. Arise. The thing that carried you in, you're going to pick it up and carry it out. Arise and begin to act and walk in the supernatural power of God. Arise and begin to act and move forward in the things that God has given to you. You will overcome the past. You will enter a new future. You will soar higher if you believe it. Say amen. In Acts 9, 34, Peter said, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. So I say to you, arise and be healed. In Acts 22, Paul recounts what happened to him. And he said, so I said, what should I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, arise and go into Damascus. And there you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. So I say to you, arise and move in the revelation God has given you. God has given you a vision. He's given you a revelation. He's shown you what the steps are and today is the day this is the year to get up and begin to act on the revelation if you believe it say amen and Acts 22 he said why are you waiting arise and be baptized put away the past wash away your sins get rid of the fornication get rid of the pornography get rid of the lying and the stealing God is calling you to ascend he's calling you to act and call on the name of the Lord and I speak the Lord to you today and say arise and obey the heavenly vision for God's call to arise is not just to Moses and Abraham and Joshua and David and Solomon and Paul. It's for us. For Ephesians 5.14 says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. And God's call upon all of us is to arise that his glory might be seen in us. It's time to act. The problem for many of us is we often think that if it's God's will, it's up to him to bring it to pass. We sit and wait, thinking that God will do it all. We delay obedience, and we wonder why we don't soar 
higher. Many, many years ago, the devil faced a problem. No one wanted to go to hell anymore. Everybody was going to heaven. So the devil convened a, a meeting of all the demons and tried to figure out a solution. The first demon spoke and said, I know, we'll tell people there is no God. The devil said, that won't work. Everybody knows there's a God. Even we have a saying, you don't tell a child about God. A second demon spoke and said, well, then we'll tell him, people, there's no devil. The devil said, that won't work. Everybody knows I'm real. Even some of the people are calling my name right now. The third devil rose and said, well, I know what we'll do. We'll tell the people there's no judgment. They can live any way they like, and God is merciful, and he will forgive them. They just go and beg him at the judgment day. The devil said, that won't work. Everybody knows there's a judgment. You know you will reap what you sow. Nobody sow. Then finally, a fourth devil stood up and said, I know what we'll do. There's something about man. We can capture him with one word. We can capture him with one thought, one idea. This is what we'll do. We'll use the word... Tomorrow. For you see, man is lazy. He often wants God to do what he should do. So when we tell the man tomorrow, he'll say, Ah, I will repent tomorrow. I will get up and act tomorrow. I'll go to fasting and prayer tomorrow. I'll start paying my tithe tomorrow. And we'll catch man with inactivity. The devil thought about it, and they all began to clap their hands. That's it. That's it. We can get man to fail by keeping him inactive. God says, don't wait for tomorrow. Today is the day. God is calling you to arise. This is our year to soar. You've got to arise and act and participate. For the fact is, God feeds the sparrows, but he does not throw the food in their nest. Many of us want a financial miracle. Oh, breakthrough, fast and pray. Pastor, prophesy. Financial breakthrough. But you don't want the discipline of giving. You will not prosper financially if you're not giving. Always quiet. You don't like me. Okay, I, I will go. Bye-bye. Oh, we want the breakthrough, but we want, don't want to do the things that will break us through. We want God's favor, but we don't act in a way that provides him the opportunity to favor us. Many of us want a better job, but you're not the kind of person most companies would even want to hire. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. And oftentimes we come whining to God, oh, I'm, I'm not able, I'm too weak, it's just the way I am. But God is calling you to ascend. God is calling you to act. God is calling you to change. He's calling you to soar higher. This is the year you are breaking bondages. This is the year you are getting through. For you see, God is here with you. He's working with you. He doesn't ask you to do it alone. But when you commit to act, he commits to bless you with the strength. For 1 Corinthians 3, 9 says, we are co-workers in God's service. And the Spirit of God is coming to you right now and say, I'm coming alongside you to partner with you. I'm your business partner. I'm your marriage partner. I'm your financial partner. I'm coming to work with you. We are co-workers together with God. And we're going to act. And I say it's time for this church to arise and act. It's time for us to get the job done. There is enough money in this congregation to complete all the projects at hand. There are enough people in this church to fill every position. There's enough wisdom in this church to solve every problem. We have everything we need to get the Great Commission fulfilled. All we need to do is arise and act. That's why God calls to us from 1 Peter 1.13, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Somebody say action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when 
when Jesus Christ is revealed. And listen to what God is telling us in this powerful verse. As you set your hope on the grace of God, it may not have fully manifested, the breakthrough may not have come, but as you wait for God's grace to be fully manifested, act. Grace is not the opposite of action. Grace empowers our action. If you believe it, say amen. Reminds me of the pastor one time a few years ago who stood up before the church on Sunday and said, I have three announcements. One is bad news, one is good news, and the other one is also bad news. The people began to groan, oh, so for why? He said, tell us the bad news. The bad news, the pastor said, okay, the bad news is our roof is leaking. We have to replace the entire roof and it will cost plenty money. The people groaned, oh, it's terrible. Tell us the good news, the pastor said. But the good news is, right now, all the money we need to replace the roof is in this church. The people said, hey, hey hallelujah. What's the next bad news? The pastor said, the bad news is, the money is still in your pocket. <laughs> what good is it, James says, if you say, we have faith, but don't show it by your actions. Faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. You need to get up and act. This week we begin our annual fasting and prayer. We're doing three days, three times for three weeks. This week, beginning on Thursday, January 13th, Prophet Albert is coming from Kofaridra. We've got online 6 to 7, in person from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., and again at 6 p.m. to 7.30. We begin the fasting three days this week. Next week, another man of God is coming for three days. Next week, another man of God is coming. You need to be at the fasting and prayer. You need to come here with every burden, every grief, every problem, every blessing, you need to come and seek the Lord. This is the year to make a difference. If you've never attended fasting and prayer at God's house, this is your breakthrough year. It's time to soar higher. It's time to ascend. And it's time to act. I'm talking to somebody today. Get up out of your seat. Get in the car. Get to God's house. And begin to fast and pray with us. If you believe it, say amen. For heaven is full of answers to prayer that never were released because no one ever asked. It's time to act. You have to give to be blessed. Financial blessings are promised to those who give. Let's be frank. There is a lot of nonsense. I don't apologize. There's a lot of nonsense in a lot of churches regarding giving. Some churches take five offerings. Five. Hey, I'm tired. Make sure you break your, your five CD note before you come to church. Some churches, the pastor stands at the back. Have you paid your tithe? Have you paid? Your tithe is too small. I'm not going to do that. We are not here for money. We're not after money. No manipulation. We are here to minister to you. We take one offering. You want to give, give. You don't want to give, I'm praying for you. Amen? But I know something. I don't encourage you to give because I'm greedy. I don't encourage you to give because I'm manipulating you. I believe in the power of giving. I believe there's a promise. I've seen it in my life. When I sow, I reap. When I give, I receive. God's promises are there in the Word of God. And you need to step up and begin to act so that your blessings of God can come upon you. I know it works. So here's the second question we need to evaluate throughout this week. What action is God requiring of me today? Some of you right now, as I'm speaking, you know what God has told you to do. You haven't done it. You know he's called you to fast. You haven't been fasting. You know he's called you to give more generously. You're not doing it. You know he's called you to serve at Agape Kids or Ushers or Heart Song. You're not doing it today. God is asking you, what action? And hear the word of the Lord to you. When you commit to act, God commits to anoint. 
And that brings us to our third truth. Soar is a consequence of the anointing. First, soar is a call to ascend. Secondly, it's a command to act. But third, it's a consequence of the anointing. When we soar with God's Spirit, it's because He's released His power in us. The anointing comes to lift us. Listen to what God promises us in 2 Corinthians 1. This was a scripture text for a couple of years ago. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Everybody say yes. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. Put your hand on your chest and say, I am anointed. He anointed us and put a seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. And God is giving us a powerful revelation here that he's anointed us today so that we can soar. His anointing is upon us that we can be rooted deeply in him. His anointing is upon us so that we can do great things for him. If your plans for this year can be accomplished without the anointing, then your plans are too small. And the good news is we have that anointing abiding in us. You don't need to beg for it. You don't need to continue seeking it because it leaves you every day. First John 2.20 says, but you, you, the children of God, you, the son of God, you, the daughter of God, you have an anointing from the Holy One. The anointing that you receive from him abides in you because the word Christ is the Greek word that means the anointed one. When you have Jesus Christ in you, the anointed one lives in you. He remains in you. When you remain in fellowship with Christ, when you kava with God and remain connected to him, that his anointing remains in you. His anointing abides in you. You're sitting there right now anointed. You're sitting there with the greatest power inside your life. It abides inside of you, and you are anointed to soar higher. You're anointed to serve. You're anointed to give. You're anointed to be raised up by God and proclaim the excellencies of our God. You're anointed by God's presence in your life. If you believe it, say amen. That's why we have a big vision at Agape House. I see an army of the anointed arising in this generation. I see an army of ordinary men and women. They're not called by a title. They're not known in society, but they're anointed by the power of God. The spirit of the living God inside of them is raising them up. And that's what God is doing in this house. He's raising an anointed army of people that may not have a name that is known, but they proclaim the only name that matters, the name of Jesus. That's why this year, my my goals for this church are not ordinary. My goals are not reasonable. My goals are not average. I don't want to do something that we could have done in our own strength. I want to set our goals as something so outrageous, so extraordinary, so impossible in the flesh that people will see what God has done and point to the Lord and give Him glory. I want to win the university campuses around us. We are surrounded by 60,000 university students and we're reaching less than 1% of them. We need to get out on campus and bring revival. We live in a city of four million people, most of whom do not know Jesus Christ. There are more people out of church than in church this Sunday morning. We need to reach them with the gospel. We live in a world today where orphans are left on the street and abandoned. Just last week, I got a call. Social welfare said we found three children age four, age two, and four months. They've been abandoned. We don't even know their name. We don't know their age. 
Can you take them at Agape Children's Home? We said yes because we are here to soar higher. We are here to meet the needs. We're here to do the supernatural and we believe in the anointing of God. We're here to plant churches like we did in Freetown, Sierra Leone last November. We're going to Abuja, Nigeria this quarter. We want to feed the poor and dig the wells and build the churches and care for the orphans and reach the lost. Somebody say amen. Because the anointed one who lives in us, that's what he did. Luke 4, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And that same anointing to break the yoke and heal the sick and preach the gospel, that same anointing is in you and I. For Jesus said in John 20, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Somebody say hallelujah. That's why as long as our nation is gripped in darkness, as long as there are people in remote villages who've never heard the name of Jesus, as long as the corruption eats away at the soul of our society, as long as our young people are consumed in lust and pornography and the internet leading them astray, as long as there is witchcraft in our nation, I will not relent. As long as there's a man on a hospital bed dying alone of HIV AIDS, we must not give up. As long as there are orphaned children on the street with no food, no clothes, no shelter, no love of a mother, we must not give up. As long as there is one man or woman walking the streets of Accra who needs to hear the saving message of Jesus, we must arise and soar. We must ascend. We must act. We must walk in the anointing and soar higher. I refuse to accept our nation as it is. I refuse to accept our world as it is. I refuse to allow this generation to go to hell. I refuse to accept the way things are inside this church. I refuse to settle for a weak, compromising Christianity that fears the devil and falls short of the glory of God. I believe God for a New Testament Christianity, a testimony that changes the world. I believe in power and purpose, a purity and praise of a nation confronted by a people living holy lives who practice signs and wonders. Therefore, I will soar higher. I will ascend and become the man God wants me to be. I will act and do what he calls me to do. I will receive the anointing and soar higher. And for every one of us today, this is the call of God. I'm speaking prophetically to you for 2022. If you're here and answer the call today, raise your hand and say, I'm in, Lord, I'm in. And God will touch you and he will speak to you and he'll allow you to participate with him. Because see, some of us can believe God for small things, but we find it difficult to believe God for big things. But if you're praying for 10, why not pray for 100? Because you need God either way. Who prays for a blind man to be healed in one eye? and leave the other? Who prays for a deaf man to be healed in one ear and leave the other? Who prays for a crippled man to have one leg healed and not the other? Don't just pray for a husband. Pray for a great husband. Oh, ladies, I thought you'd get excited. Don't just pray for a wife. Pray for a great wife. In fact, bachelors, any bachelors in the house? Bachelors, raise your hand. Bachelors, bachelors. I'm looking at you, Jess. Bachelors, any bachelors? Come on, why are you shy? The reason you're not married, you're shy. Come on, raise your hand. Bachelors, bachelors, bachelors. Listen, I don't know. God is stirring me. Bachelors, I'm with you, brah. I feel your pain. This year, 
I'm, I'm binding together with you. Amen? Any bachelors who are interested, you got faith, you want to believe, DM me, WhatsApp me, get in touch with me. I'm praying for you this year. This is your year, bro. This is your year. I'm with you, man. This is your year. You're released. Look at this guy. Nice guy. God bless you. Stand up. God bless him. Yeah. I like you, man. DM me. We're praying. All right? You're, we're praying. You're coming to my house. We're going we're gonna to do something about this. Amen? I'm going to marry you. No, I'm not, I'm not going to marry you. I'm not going to marry you. That's, the, that, that, you know, that's American. I'm not. I'll perform the ceremony when you marry the right lady. Amen. I see something right here. I loosen, release an anointing upon that bachelor right there. You receive it. Ring by spring. Ring by spring. Say ring by spring. Bachelors, DM me. I'm serious. I'm going to pray for you. Amen? This is the year to soar. It's the year to act. This is the year to go higher. This is the year to do what God has called you to do. Don't just pray for power. Pray for earth-shaking power. Don't just pray for anointing. Pray for a double portion. Too many of us are settling for average. We're settling for ordinary. Listen, we've done our best to make you comfortable in this house. Are you comfortable? Nice chair. Air conditioning. But God forbid... God forbid that you become comfortable spiritually. Because Jesus didn't die to make you comfortable. He died to make you holy and to send you forth in his anointing. This is the season of resurrection in your life. This is a new year where God's called you to soar and soar higher. The old is past. The old is gone. It's a new creation, a new time, a new wind of the Spirit. And we need to ask ourselves today, how can I receive the anointing to rise higher. Begins when you get up and ascend, when you begin to improve, not just promote, but improve, when you begin to change and become who God wants you to be. It begins when you get up and act, do what God's called you to do. Begin this Thursday with our fasting and prayer. Begin to give, begin to serve, begin to pray, begin to seek God. It continues when you walk in the anointing and allow God to lift you. Unite with Christ and see the impossible become possible as you soar higher. Father, in the name of Jesus, I loose your power upon the people. You said whatever is loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. Right now, God, in agreement with you and your word, I loose your power in the hearts of every man and woman. Give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying. Let us capture and receive this prophetic declaration and make it come to pass in our lives. Lord, we want to unite with you. We cannot even begin to fulfill your will on our own. Our power always falls short, but we're not trusting in our power. You said they that trust in the Lord will receive new strength. We trust in you today. We put our faith in you. The anointing that abides within comes from your presence as we unite with you. Release that anointing through us. Let us soar higher. Give us wings like eagles to leave the chicken coop. Carry us. Ascend. Show us the action to take that will bring your favor and your glory. We thank you by faith. Seal up this word in our hearts and let us soar higher. In Jesus' name. The hope of nations. God bless you for listening to this message 
Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House, New Testament Church in East Lagon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience. We're here 